Deep inside every one of us is a lion waiting to be unleashed. Are you ready to be unleashed into your destiny? As we stand on the edge of time, the web of deception is being unraveled. Carl Joseph offers you the red pill and the keys to unlock the shackles of your mind. Get ready to be transformed by God's supernatural power. Let's join him now. Friend, today we will ask the question, Has God decided beforehand a time for you to die? The short answer is no, but it's going to take me a while to explain this. There are some of you out there right now who are already saying, No, Pastor, I thought there was a time to die. And when your time is up, that's it. And that's based on the book of Ecclesiastes. Yes, friend, there is a time to die, certainly. Everyone on this earth is certainly going to die at some point. But it's not a time already decided by God. No, this is not biblical. God hasn't got a plug upstairs and randomly pulls the plug on people every day and all of a sudden their time is up and they suddenly die. No, friend, this is not scriptural at all. Now, Hebrews 9.27 says, And as it is appointed unto men once to die, but after this the judgment. Friend, it does not say there's an appointment for man's death. No, it says every man is appointed to die once, and there is a vast difference. Note, judgment comes after death, which goes against those who believe that we just die like dogs, with no consequences for our actions in this lifetime. Remember, God's not the author of death in this dispensation, friend. If God's not the author of death, then he's not pulling plugs upstairs. Do I have scripture for that? Yes, I do. Hebrews 2.14 says, Since the children have flesh and blood, he too, Jesus, shared in their humanity, so that by his death he might destroy him who holds the power of death, that is, the devil. Friend, Jesus stripped Satan of his power on the cross. The devil did have the power of death until Christ came, but he no longer has this power over us who are in Christ Jesus. However, for those who are not in Christ, Satan still has the power of death. But friend, God certainly does not. Remember that death reigned from Adam to Moses, and the reason for this was the law of God had not yet been given. Remember Romans 5.14, it says, Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the same multitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. So, when the Mosaic law came, it was the very schoolmaster that made us aware of our sin in the first place and our subsequent need for Christ. Death, by definition, is not annihilation, as some teach, or soul sleep, but the separation of our soul and spirit man from our physical body. It's this death, my friend, that has eternal consequences, and for some there is a literal hell that needs to be shunned. Otherwise, man goes there automatically. Now, in our dispensation of time, our lifespan has been constrained by God up to 120 years. Genesis 6, 3 through 8 says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh, yet his day shall be an hundred and twenty years. 
Friend, God gives this decree to Noah that man's absolute limit for lifespan is 120 years, and it says so in the text. If you go by the Jubilee teaching, knowing that every 50 years the Jewish people would celebrate Jubilee, therefore, from this passage, we may ascertain that the time limit for man to be on this earth would be 120 Jubilees, or 120 times 50. That's 6,000 years. So not only is man allotted 120 years in terms of individual lifespan, but humanity's total duration on the earth has already been predetermined as 6,000 years. Now, before Noah's flood, man lived much longer than he does now, and there are various reasons for that, according to the creationists, and I will cover these shortly. Before the flood, the longest living person ever recorded was Methuselah at 969 years. The pre-flood average lifespan was 857 years, but post-flood, the lifespan changed rapidly downward from Noah, who lived for 950 years, to Shem, who was 600 years, and then down to Abraham at 175 years when he died, within 10 generations. Ever since God decreed the lifespan reduction in Genesis 6, his words took effect literally as man's lifespan rapidly reduced with each generation after his decree that he would not always strive with man. So what exactly is the cause for man's reduction in lifespan? Is it environment? We do know there was a canopy of water vapor above the earth's atmosphere before the flood. It says in Genesis 1-7, And God made the firmament and divided the waters which were under the firmament from the waters which were above the firmament. So could this canopy of water above the sky have blocked harmful UV light, which is supposedly killing us? Some scientists contend the UV light which comes from our sun was much reduced before the flood because of this canopy. But we know that when Noah stepped out of the ark at 600 years old, he lived another 350 years after the flood. So environment can't be the only reason. What's also interesting is that the lifespan was almost halved right after the Tower of Babel within three generations. And some scientists claim that when man was scattered upon the earth, the gene pool was split and thereby weakened, limiting the strength and vigor of our progeny. So we have a series of events ranging from water canopy over the earth being removed, to environmental changes, to diet changes, to the loss of telomeres in our physical body, to influences upon our gene pool that could all have contributed to our lifespan reduction. But friend, did you know that the name Noah means rest. And as soon as God decreed this lifespan reduction, those believers in God entered into eternal rest far sooner than before. In Genesis 5.29 it says, And he called his name Noah, saying, This same shall comfort us concerning our work and toil of our hands, because of the ground which the Lord cursed. For the believer, death itself is indeed rest, and Noah's advent accelerated that rest with a rapid reduction in lifespan from that point forward. So what does the Bible have to say about us living right now? What are our boundaries? Is 120 years still normal? Psalm 90 verse 10 says, The days of our years are threescore years and ten, and if by reason of strength, they be fourscore years. And we know, based on the Old English, that a score is twenty years. So the days of our years, or man's lifespan, is three score years and ten. So that would be 70 years, right? And if by strength, then 80 years. 
Friend, it's God's will that you live out the full number of your days, contrary to some classic rock ballads. The saying that only the good die young is a lie. If we observe the list of the 27 club members, although they house many talented rock and pop musicians, these people led lives of reckless abandon, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and a deep sense of hopelessness. The 27 Club, as it's called, is nearly reaching 60 people, believe it or not, if you include some of the more fringe musicians. But what does the Bible have to say about those whose lives have been cut short? Proverbs 10.27 says, The fear of the Lord prolongs days, but the years of the wicked shall be shortened. Yet we know that not everyone who dies young is wicked, necessarily, because we live in a fallen and cursed earth, and accidents do happen. But friend, let us now venture back to the very beginning. Before Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, they were meant to live forever. In fact, death was never a part of God's plan. When Satan tempted Adam and Eve, he opposed God's direct warning that if they ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, then they shall die. But Satan lied to them, stating that they shall not surely die, but be like gods, knowing good and evil. Friend, Adam and Eve partook of the forbidden fruit, and when they did, they died spiritually and physically. Instantaneously, they were severed from God, and as a result, death entered into the world and sickness with it. God wanted man to live eternally from the beginning and to never experience death but because of man's choice death came into the world through Adam and has been passed on to every generation. Now let's read some scriptures in the Word of God regarding the promise of long life. Proverbs 22.4 says, True humility and respect for the Lord leads a man to riches, honor, and long life. Proverbs 3 verse 1 says, My son, forget not my law, but let your heart keep my commandments for length of days and long life, and peace shall be added to thee. Psalm 91.16 says, With long life will I satisfy him, that's God, and show him my salvation. And then in Exodus 23, verses 25 through 26, it says, You shall serve the Lord your God, and he will bless your bread and water, and I will take sickness from among you. None shall miscarry or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. And there's a concept of honoring your parents, and there's a promise attached to it. And the Apostle Paul spoke of it in the New Testament in Ephesians chapter 6, 1 through 4. It says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. And friend, if you don't think your tongue has a part to play in the outcome of your life, whether good or bad, check this out. 1 Peter 3.10 Whoever desires to love life and see good days, let him keep his tongue from evil and his lips from speaking deceit. Friend, when I was growing up in Wales, I saw five of my friends and acquaintances all die by their mid-twenties by various causes, and it devastated the families left behind. One of them was very close to me, a young man called John Smart, who was going to be an Olympic cyclist, and unfortunately he died in a traffic accident. Very sad. We don't have all the answers. There doesn't have to be a reason for everything. Don't forget, we live in a cursed earth, and the sudden death of people caused by accidents is tragic. In Luke 13, Christ spoke of the sudden collapse of the Tower of Siloam. Some people present wanted to know the precise reason for this catastrophe, but instead, Christ made it clear that those present in the Tower were no more sinners than anyone else. Let's read Luke 13, 4. 
Or those eighteen upon whom the tower of Siloam fell and slew them, think ye that they were sinners above all men that dwelt in Jerusalem? I tell you no, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Christ gave no special mention of why these people perished, but instead his focus was upon the urgency of repentance before it's too late, and the same should be said of us. Scripture teaches that we are to number our days, to treasure them and value them, and apply our hearts daily with wisdom, because we don't know how many more days we have upon this earth. Friend, right now there are scientists working furiously in laboratories all around the world for life extension technologies so that they can cheat death. In fact, modern medicine has no real understanding of why exactly we die. When they observe the human body, they believe it has a capacity to live about a thousand years, but do not fully comprehend the reason for our premature expiration. The reason simply lies within the intangible, and this is sin, which cannot be measured because it's invisible to the human eye, although its after effects are laid bare for all to see. The death sentence we all experience came to humanity because of sin. Every man must pay the terminal price of death, and no one will escape it. In the garden, Satan offered the most dastardly of all lies, that we could become gods and never die. The irony is, as soon as our forefathers took Satan up on his offer, we died both spiritually and physically over the course of many years. Friend, take care of your physical body. Take care of your soul. Take time to exercise and don't gouge on sugar. I'm talking to myself right now. Friend, this is not what the Bible teaches. There isn't a time to die. Live out the full number of your days. Jesus conquered the grave for us. And let's live out that abundant Zoe life that God provided for us. Friend, I want you to know there's protection in Christ Jesus. Angels hearken to the voice of the word of God spoken. Satan can't just randomly take you out. No, you are protected. You have angels watching over you. Walk closely with the Holy Spirit, and He will lead you in safe paths. You've been listening to Carl Joseph and the Lions Unchained podcast. Carl is a minister who's witnessed God's supernatural power to save, heal, and deliver. Carl is a unique researcher who investigates current affairs, societal trends, technology, cults, and end-time events, all through a biblical lens. Every Monday, new podcasts are uploaded, so stay tuned for the next opportunity to roar into victory. Check out carljosephministries.com for exciting articles, teachings, and discussion points. See you next week, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button 